Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. So we're just going to jump right in with a comment or question from one of our listeners. Right. Stephanie from Glendale. That's LA, right? LA, yeah. LA area. <clears throat> she asks, she says she's been under a lot of financial stress and mm. and she's noticed she's gotten sick a lot more often. She's wondering what's the connection, because she knows, she probably figures there's a connection. Sure. What's the connection between stress and getting sick more often? Take it from there. All right. So... It's pretty well accepted in the healthcare community and in science that there is a connection between stress and your immune function. And in fact, uh, while statistics vary, I've heard typically it's like 80-something percent of health problems or doctor's visits are related somehow to stress. Going to a doctor's office alone is stressful. That's that's it true. That's true. Or walking into a hospital if there's icky memories or something. Some people don't like them. Sure, but the thing is, stress brings people to the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And and I remember when I was getting my degree in nutrition years ago, I learned about a field of science called psychoneuroimmunology, and that's basically three words in one. Psycho. Say again. Psychoneuroimmunology. So if you know someone who's like really psycho, then you're going to have problems with them. No, what this means is psycho meaning mind, neuro meaning neurology or nervous system, and immunology meaning your immune system. So the study of. Right so, this, right, so this is the study of the connection between the mind, the nervous system, and the immune system. In other words, wow. your thoughts affect your nervous system which we know because if you are if you think stressful thoughts then you begin to you know have a fight or flight response your nervous system becomes stimulated and then the immunology part is that when you have elevated stress hormones due to your thoughts that's stress right then elevated levels of cortisol and adrenaline suppress your immune function so there's certain immune cells, certain types of white blood cells that are suppressed when we're under emotional and biochemical stress. And the reason 
is actually really simple because if you think about survival, if you have to survive uh, a very stressful, threatening environment or situation, really digestion, we're not talking about digestion here, but things like digestion slow down or shut down and immune function shuts down because it's kind of cliche, but the old story of if a lion is chasing you, it's not quite as important to deal with fighting off a cold or to heal a cut. The most important thing to do is to get the hell out of there and to be safe. So when we're under chronic stress, for whatever reason, that's the psycho part, that affects our neurology and our nervous system, and then that suppresses our immune system. And so this is one reason why people who are under constant stress are more likely to have the cold, the flu, or any other number of potential health issues. And there's a lot of research on cancer patients that show that emotional stress, whether it's due to the cancer diagnosis, which is, of course, unfortunately very stressful for most people, and then that makes it harder for their immune system to deal with the cancer. Wow. But also <laughs> people who have unresolved emotional trauma, one of our specialties to resolve that is that if you have unresolved trauma, that is creating a constant behind-the-scenes stress. And that can suppress the immune system chronically, and that can expose people to chronic illness and, and disease. So illness and wellness are affected by our minds. What you think dictates how you feel, and how you feel dictates how your body is going to respond. If you are persistently negative or worried or stressed for any number of reasons... There are certain, there's a lot of things you can do to change your mindset or your attitude. And, and really a lot of the work we do as hypnotists, Gina, as you very Perception. well know, is right. Changing the way people think and perceive, whether it's something that happened years ago or what's going on in their life today. And once that happens, usually there's a very rapid and long lasting improvement in, in a lot of things. And very often uh, their health improves because the immune system is stronger. We tend to sort information in different ways. One way we sort information that comes in from the environment or from our own thoughts is called sorting by connection. And then the other one is sorting by distinction and they're opposites. Sorting by connection means that you're looking for what you agree with, what fits, what goes together, and so on. Whereas sorting by distinction, which is more common in our society, is looking for what doesn't fit, what doesn't belong, what you disagree with, and what you have a problem with. Now, if you watch the news, which I really hope you'd stop doing now, now because <laughs> watching the news is one of the most stressful things you can do. I'm not going to get into my rant on why, why I think the news and media is you know propaganda and designed to stress you out. people. Absolutely, no question. Absolutely no question about that. And they offer that. you antidepressants in their commercials. And alcohol and fast food and, and all that <laughs> stuff, for sure. Yeah, so it, it's a bad idea to watch the news. And so much of the news is based on problems and what is wrong with, with the, the world. With the world. Right. What's wrong with the world? What's wrong with this? What, you know, the latest, you know, things that are happening that are bad. And so then when and, you watch... And, sorry to interrupt. And nowadays, how many people have died? What's the death toll today? But they're not telling you how many people have survived and walked out of the hospital alive that day. Right. Now, you're, we're talking about the coronavirus because this is April, April of 2020. They're so. keeping a, a big tally on, on how many people have died. 
and I don't know because I haven't been watching the news at all. Good for you. I don't think, I highly doubt they're keeping a tally of how many people have walked out surviving it. I've seen it, but it's rare. And so usually... <laughs> it's not as often. Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's usually that, that it's all about what it is that can scare us. So anyway, my point is not to rant on the news media, even though it really deserves a spanking. But the, the key is when we are conditioned, even from when we're children, if you remember... Um, I don't remember what the TV show was. Maybe it was Sesame Street, but it showed a bunch of fruits and it had one vegetable and it said, which one doesn't belong? Mm -hmm. So what's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? Right. Where's Waldo? You know, I have to find who sticks out, you know, to find him. These are these are necessary ways of processing information, because if you know, if looking, thinking about it evolutionarily, you need to be able to know the difference when you see a rustling of some movement in the uh, in the bushes is that. Is that potentially a meal that I can, you know, throw my spear at and, and eat it? Or is that a lion that's going to kill me? We need to be able to discern that. And so this discernment is very helpful as long as we know how to turn it off. The problem with sorting by distinction is that while it may be useful if you're a lawyer who deals with contracts, and it might be useful if you are a scientist who has to find, you know, differences in different molecules or cells, reality is in your personal life sorting by distinction is usually a disaster so these people might sort by distinction a lot in their life anyway lawyers scientists they're just what train their mind to go to go that way that's right and they bring it home and then they have relationship problems and wonder why so you're always finding fault with your spouse or what's wrong with your body people who have hypochondria you know hypochondriacs a lot of it is they're they're looking for what's uncomfortable and then they're thinking oh my god it could be you know, some coronavirus. <laughs> it could be coronavirus, it could be cancer, who knows? So anyway, if you find that you sort by distinction, one of the things that's important to do is to ask yourself right then, you know, how do I flip that? How do I look at what I can agree with, appreciate? And you'll notice if you can practice building this muscle, your relationships will improve because suddenly you're not entering into conflict and putting people on the defensive constantly. And in your own mind, you will find you're less stressed in general because you're looking for the other side. This is not positive thinking. This is just trying to be balanced. Exactly. Because those positive sides are real. They do exist. They're right in front of you. You're just acknowledging it. And you're seeing it in a more balanced way. A lot of um, my clients, I like to mention this example. Imagine you're walking into a restaurant. And you have that one person in the group who sorts, tends to sort by distinction a lot, meaning they find fault with almost everything. They find something to complain about or there's something wrong about everything. One, it might have been hard to find parking. Two, now we have to walk far to get to the restaurant. Three, at the end of the meal, you have to walk far to get back to the car. Four, because there's a lot of people at the restaurant, the restaurant's really loud. Five, because there's a lot of people service is a little slower. Six, it's dimly lit. Okay, well, you could look at it this way too. You could say, this is a really popular restaurant. The food must be excellent. The food's taking a little longer to get here. Well, let's just engage in conversation and, you know, not just, where's my food? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and perhaps it's loud in there because people are really having a really good time. Um, maybe there's a bunch of people there celebrating something and that's the spot they decided to go to. So feel honored that 
you're eating there tonight because seemingly it's a really popular spot, presuming you've never been there before. Sure. Um, and so I like to give that restaurant example. You know, you could find everything wrong with it or find uh, a lot of things right about it. Yeah, what's something you can compliment? It's like if someone walks into the room and they're wearing a certain outfit and they say, you know, how does this look? Maybe nine out of ten things look good, but the shoes don't match. If all you see is that the shoes don't match, then it's going to be a very different experience than if you are able to point out the things you do like first. Mm -hmm. So why don't you share your attitude shifting little Correct. tool so or technique? Another, a good way to integrate this, um, just keeping that in mind, you know, when you're sorting by distinction or sorting by connection, just remember when you're doing which one. Um, and just be very aware of your thoughts and the things that you're saying to yourself and saying out loud. So I would tell you to list one thing that you're grateful for or something you appreciate that's improving in your life. And then every day just add one more thing to that list. Not two, but you can if you want to. One. And each day you're going to see that list. And a week later there's going to be at least seven things on that list that you'll be reminded of. All those seven things that are improving in your life. Yeah, that's a great recommendation, Gina, because... It keeps things in perspective. Right. And it, what it does is it helps you shift your focus from what you don't like, which is stressful, right? That's the key. We're getting back to the psychoneuroimmunology here, is that if, you, if you're focused on what you don't like or what's a problem, that's going to create stress. And that's going to suppress your immune system and affect your health, as well as relationships and other things. When you shift to what you agree with or what you can appreciate which is a lot of sorting by connection, then your focus has shifted, you begin to feel better, your attitude is improved, your thoughts are more harmonious, and then that leads to a calming of the nervous system and the strengthening of the immune system. Boom. Boom. <laughs> we done? That's it. All right. Stay tuned. Be well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.